Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. The world is filled with wolves, filled with them. You've got to see it in today's culture, in this ideology that is coming after our children. I myself was completely duped by the wolves for 42, 43 years of my life, not really understanding the meaning and purpose of life. And when you have no meaning or purpose, you just get sucked in to what the world says will make you quote unquote happy. That you become your own holy trinity, me, myself, and I, and you follow after money and pleasure and all sorts of things to keep yourself entertained and busy because you really don't have a clue of why you are here and what you are called to do. What are your talents and your gifts? So many of us just go along to get along. And God is not calling us to that type of a life. He's given us all this beautiful gift of faith. We may flounder in it sometimes. We may be in peaks and valleys. That's why it's not a destination. It's a journey. That's why we must continue every single day to renew our spirit in God, offering ourselves humbly to Jesus through Mary to the Holy Spirit through Mary, to God the Father through Mary and Jesus. Because our meaning and purpose is to fight those wolves for the people in our family, for our friends, our co-workers, the people that we come across in day-to-day life. Today's reading really drives that home, that the Holy Spirit, when we consecrate ourselves, and let's look up the word consecrate. I've said it a lot lately because I just consecrated myself to Jesus through Mary with the awesome true devotion to Mary by St. Louis de Montfort. But many of us don't really even think of the word consecration and what it actually means. It's pretty powerful and it's very used in the church. It's very used in the church. That's not, (laughs) it's, it's used a lot in the church. Okay. So 
as a verb, it's to declare or set apart as sacred. It's also to sanctify the bread and wine for, Euchar for Eucharistic use through the ritual regarded by some Christian churches as affecting transubstantiation. That is false, by the way. There's only one Christian church, the Catholic Church, that can actually consecrate or perform transubstantiation, which is basically taking the bread and the wine and consecrating it or turning it into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. So it's not some Christian churches, by the way. It's one Christian church. This is why I am Catholic. And this is one thing that we need to make sure that everyone understands. When you hear the Catholic faith and the Eucharist is the source and summit of it, it's the most beautiful gift from God because we are able to receive God himself into our bodies, souls. It's protection. It wipes away venial sins. It is supposed to, it meaning Jesus himself is supposed to also come inside us, sanctify us, convert us, give us strength and courage. So I'll go off on a little tangent and say for anyone who's out there who has the ability to receive Jesus on a daily basis, do it. Who doesn't need more God in your life? But do it reverently, please. That is one thing that yesterday was amazing. I will tell you a little bit about my experience yesterday. I had one of the most emotional confessions since the very beginning. I couldn't stop crying. And I wasn't confessing mortal sins. Just my first confession was that I was a false devotee to Mary. And my tears just started coming because I felt so bad that I have really been indifferent to her. That I thought by praying to her, I was making Jesus mad. That I only went to her in my desperate times. And even when she took me to her son during my first consecration to her, when I really didn't even know what I was doing and didn't have any real devotion to her, I still didn't regard her as I should. And then I went to adoration before mass so I could pray my prayers in front of Jesus that are part of the true devotion to Mary practices, I guess I will say. And then mass. It was like every word was magnified I was completely engulfed in the Mass, in the beautiful feast day of the visitation, of the homily that the priest gave about Mary. I received the Eucharist as I described yesterday, I believe. If you want to listen to that, go back to yesterday and try to receive the Eucharist with Mary's heart. 
putting ourself aside so that we can glorify Jesus even more and that Mary and Jesus can be formed in us even more. And then after, I went back into adoration and I had the most beautiful rosary prayer. And then I also prayed later on during that day with Pope Francis for peace. But I'm telling you, it was a, it was a real game changer. We must share the Eucharist with everyone because I know that there are people that are sitting in the pews today that do not know that that truly is Jesus or that every other denomination who has a little wafer and a little grape juice or whatever is receiving Jesus as well. They are not. They're having bread and grape juice. Paul spent three years with his priests and bishops, and he is telling them, hey, I'm leaving you. You're never going to see me again, but I have cried and taught you and sweated tears and sweated tears, blood, sweat, and tears is basically, you know, like I've pretty much dedicated myself to you so that you know the truth. And that your job is to defend your flock against the wolves who are going to come, be heretics and schismatics, and the world is going to try and pull all of your family. I look at the flock as us and our families and our friends. And we have to be bold and speak up. Make sure that everyone in your family understands that. Share Eucharistic miracles. I have a blog. It's www.kendravonash.com forward slash Eucharistic dash miracles, where I speak about my unbelief about this, that it was my second week on the journey when I was looking up what they said, because I was saying, when the priest would say, peace be with you, I was going back to the old stuff, right? And also with you. And so I was so embarrassed that I went online to figure out what the heck they were saying. I stumbled across this word Eucharist. What the heck is that? And then, of course, God leads me in the internet to all of these Eucharistic miracles to the point where I wrote a blog, an article that has all these different links, and it's not even encompassing of all the miracles that are out there, just the ones that I found at the time. Proof. God knows this is such a mystery that he's got to give us some proof. You might want to look at them as well to remind yourself of what you are receiving at Mass. Okay, it's also to initiate a priest into the order of bishops, to dedicate solemnly to a service, a goal, to devote oneself. And that is what I look at when I think about consecrating myself to Jesus through Mary. To make venerable, dedicated to a sacred purpose, sanctified. Okay. So consecration is a big word and a big deal in the church. 
and Jesus mentions it in the readings today. I'm just going to read it to you quickly. John 17, 11b through 19. Lifting up his eyes to heaven, Jesus prayed, saying, Holy Father, keep them in your name that you have given me so that they may be one just as we are one. When I was with them, I protected them in your name that you gave me, and I guarded them. None of them was lost except the son of destruction in order that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you. I speak in I speak this in the world so that they may share my joy completely. I gave them your word and the word hated and the world hated them because they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. Let me reread that and he is speaking to you. I'm going to flip it and pretend like this is Jesus speaking to you. I gave you your word, Lord. And the world hated them because they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I send them into the world. And I consecrate myself for them so that they also may be consecrated in truth. We need to be consecrated in truth. And that is why we should be sacrificing and praying for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, not only for ourselves every single day, beyond Pentecost, by the way, I know I said over 10 days, we should be finding bodily mortifications, offering up little sacrifices and praying to Mary that she bring her beloved spouse, the Holy Spirit into us in a big way. This is an everyday deal because we need to live like Catholic Christians. We need to teach our flocks, our families and friends, coworkers, the people that we come around, why we are Catholic. Because our meaning and purpose is to bring people to Jesus. It's the two greatest commandments, to keep God the center of our life, the one and only, to have a prayer life, to know spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, God's presence in our entire life, so that we can live out the second greatest commandment, which is to love one another and love ourselves. Have you figured out that one thing that you need to improve upon? Because I'm sure there's many, but just one thing. Yesterday, I was able to do my few things that that I'm wrapping in together because it all seems to fit. Eating better and working out. And also exhibiting some self-control and not having too much wine too much alcohol. And yesterday was a beautiful day. 
and today I start anew. Even if yesterday it was a horrible day, I went on a walk. I'm always worried about my knee. My knee was fine. I was actually walking and praying with the world, the rosary for peace. And I even went an extra 20 minutes, 25 minutes, I think, beyond what I normally would. And today's a new day. I could not do that today. But guess what? If I get up and I sit with God and I ask him to fill me and I ask Mary and my guardian angel and the Holy Trinity, all the angels and saints to help me today, to give me promptings of the Holy Spirit and the courage to speak up, God will protect me and lead me. Jesus just said, look, while I was here, I protected them except for the one, Judas, the one who handed over Jesus because it was a scripture filling. We have got to be courageous and strong and take care of our flock, consecrate ourselves, devote ourselves to our meaning and purpose, which is to live our own life as closely as we possibly can Denying our bodily desires, denying the world's pomps and works and lies, and doing our best to share the truth with the people in our families and our lives. We got to start with ourselves, though. If we don't take that step toward God, to fill us with that truth, to know the promptings of the Holy Spirit, to truly know God's voice in our life, we will be aimless. We will be quiet and probably sucked right back into the world because we don't go to where the true strength resides, and that's in God himself. Through Mary. Mary was filled with grace. Mary was a human being like you and me. But Mary also chose to live a chaste life, chose to deny herself to her own needs or her des- or what the world told her she would need. And she consecrated herself to God. She dedicated and devoted herself to him, and he filled her with grace. She was able to never sin. It's not an impossibility for us to have each day with God be filled with virtuous living. It's not impossible. It is impossible if we do it on our own. So let's make sure that we fight the wolves in this world and we protect our flock and our families just like the priests are called to do. And I'm pretty sure you know some priests who don't do such a good job with this. And by the way, it's not the priest's job to raise your children in the faith and to explain the faith. It's us. That's why half the time, We have fallen away children because we don't talk about the faith, what it means, 
how important Mass is, what the Eucharist is. We don't teach our children to pray. We don't teach our children the the lies and the trip-ups and the traps out there that Satan has for every single person on this earth, us included. We've got a couple more days until Pentecost comes, and we need to pray for that Holy Spirit to be poured out, not just in us, but in the ones that we love. So find sacrifices today. Find those things that you need to work on so that God can heal you, mend your heart, mend your ways, and you can be a witness by God's grace poured out inside of you so that you can share what God does in your life just by living the way he wants you to. Imagine if you have trouble with alcohol or drugs or swearing or pornography, which some may or may not know you do because we think we hide it from people because it's in our own bedrooms, but just know God is right there while you're doing what you're doing. That we tell raunchy jokes or that we gossip about people. Maybe we are way overweight and we have not taken care of this holy temple that our body gave us and we're not working out. We're not sharing love or giving love. When God is working in our lives, he actually transforms us to the point where people will notice. And that's what I want you to seriously Pray on and take ownership of it. You don't have to do it yourself. You may have tried for 35, 45, 55 years to deal with this problem. But when you finally bring God into it and you have the truth in your heart, you're able to look at yourself and say, okay, I'm not perfect. I need to change this. Lord, I need your help. And you will also find courage as well to not only change your life in the areas that you need to change, but you will have more courage to speak about God because you're actually building a relationship with him. It all, it all wraps together in a nice little package. The two greatest commandments are one thing. You have to do them in that order, though. You have to put God first. You have to get a prayer life. You've got to call out and humble yourself for him to take over your life and die to what this world tempts you into wanting and desiring. And then... Number two happens beautifully, naturally, normally, because the Holy Spirit is sanctifying your soul. Our meaning and purpose is to love others, to love God and worship him, to share the faith and lead people to Jesus through our lives, through our words. That's it. It seems simple, but it's 
Actually, it is. I shouldn't say it's not not simple. That's a double negative. It is simple when we do it with God. When we humble ourselves and say, Lord, I cannot do this myself. I need your help. But we have to participate. We've got to take that step toward him. And we have to initiate changes in our lives because God will not force them on us. We have to want them and we need to go to him to permanently fix these things. And he will. And every day will be easier. Every day, whatever it was that you were battling will now be less and less of a hold in your life. And you will feel that freedom. That's what it truly means to set the captives free is to unleash those metal chains around us and be free finally, because we now see how much better our life can be when God is in it and we turn away from the evil one. So we need to trust that God wants to fix these things in our lives but he's not going to shove it in our face. He's not going to force it onto us. We have to take ownership. So pray on that today and find that one thing. And maybe it is just taking better care of your body, which might require a few things, right? Eating better, making better choices. It's the next best decision. Do I have that second plate of food? Do I really need that dessert? And when we bring God into it, it becomes a holy sanctifying moment. No, Lord, I'm not going to have this dessert or this second plate of food. I'm going to offer it up to you as a sacrifice because I really want it. But I'm going to deny myself. I am going to offer this to you, Mary, through Jesus as a sacrifice, you do it, you make it meritorious for someone in your li- in their life or my life. And now you've brought God into it and God will give you that sense of peace and you will feel not like you're on a diet, but that you're mastering your body and your mind and you are seeking to have this beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit, which is self-control. Most of us struggle with self-control and temperance. Instead of laying on the couch after dinner, you go for a walk. Take the kids for a bike ride if you got kids. Go walk with your spouse. Make it something that you do instead of plopping in front of the TV. Small little changes like that can make a big impact. Alrighty, this is getting long. I'm passionate about this. This is why I do this podcast. This is why I left my career in corporate America because that was sucking the life out of me. I'm not saying you have to do that. We all have to make money. We all have to survive. But we can do it with joy in our hard labors and take that rest in prayer and in Jesus and Mary and make those changes and visibly show and in an outward way to people how our life is changing because of God in it. 
And when we bring God into it, it's not just us and our willpower. It becomes a holy exercise. It becomes an external practice. Oh, got a big truck out there. I don't know if you heard that. Okay, that means wrap this up so people can get on with their lives. And I just want to say that I love you so much. You can do this. With God, you can do anything. If that is the thing that you need to write down on your mirror, on your refrigerator, on your DVD player, you know, just press play. I mean, I've got every workout video there is on the face of the earth. And all I got to do is put the thing in there and press play and do it. You can do anything with God. Let's not forget that. We can do nothing without him. At least nothing really very good. So find something more with God, with Mary, with your guardian angel, with all the angels and saints, and go fight the fight today. And don't let evil win, because you will be protected by God if you call on him and humble yourself for his help. Have a blessed and inspired day.